Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, the host of this podcast. I'm sitting here with Rochelle Smith. She's the producer of the podcast. And in the podcast room with us today, Sean Honkamp. He is a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a CPA. And Lauren Merkel is a certified financial fiduciary or retirement income certified professional and certified financial planner. There's so many between you guys. I just, I like to sprinkle in the different ones. So today, taxes. You might have caught it when I introduced Sean, CPA. Sean, you know a thing or two about taxes. You spend a little bit of your time. Talk about, just tell us about being a CPA just real quick because people hear that. They know those three letters, those acronyms, people know what they mean. What's your history with that CPA designation? Yeah, CPA is synonymous with taxes, but CPAs also do a whole lot of different things, you know, throughout the, you know, the business world. You know, you can be a CFO, CEO, you know, just uh, public accounting. You can do auditing, you can do taxes, all kinds of things. But I spent about five years in public accounting, you know, a good mix of providing the audit services as well as the tax services to a host of different clients, whether that is companies or individuals, just a lot of different ways to add values as a CPA. And it's kind of fun because I think that probably set you really well up for what you're doing today, which is retirement planning. So tax planning, it's one of the six components that we include in every customized plan that we put together for families and individuals here at Merkle Retirement Planning. It's one of the things, Lauren, that I think that's tax planning piece and taking control of taxes. I think it's one of the things that really sets us apart with maybe some of the other uh, people or advisors that, that, that people can work with. If anybody has any experience working with advisors, typically your experience is going to be centered around conversations about your investments. It's going to be about your 401k plan. It's going to be about your IRAs. Rarely do you get into conversations about taxes or tax planning. If you do, then most likely it's probably going to be centered around, do you make a tax deductible uh, IRA contribution towards the first quarter of the year for the fi- for the previous year? Uh, do you contribute to a deductible IRA or a Roth IRA, that kind of conversation, there's not a lot of in-depth conversation typically about uh, tax planning, uh, Roth conversions, tax loss harvesting, any of the other tax strategies that can really make a significant difference to you over the course of your 20 to 30 year retirement. And yes, so that does separate us quite a bit from most advisors out there because Once we get the plan established and we have the income plan set up and we have the estate plan set up and we have the health care and all six components of that plan set up on an ongoing maintenance plan for with the ongoing maintenance plan, most of our conversations are going to be involving tax planning at least a little bit. We're going to talk about this year's tax plan strategy. We're going to talk about next year's tax plan strategy, and we're even going to look and forecast over the next five to 20 years and look at what that retirement tax bill is going to be if we do, if we make this decision or this decision and what the retirement tax bill could be if we make these other decisions. And and then we can calculate the retirement tax bill savings. And that can really help us identify what types of tax planning strategies should we be implementing this year and and on an ongoing basis. So today we want to talk about controlling your taxes. So I was thinking about control as a concept, Um, you know, it, it, it generally, let's talk about it as a good thing. Of course, if we had like a psychologist in here, we could really dive into our control issues, but can, taking control, directing influence, having power over. And the only thing I could think of was recently a time when I felt like I had absolutely zero control and it didn't feel good, right? So here's my story. We were celebrating my um, son's eighth birthday. 
little party, right? This is a great idea. We're going to have 10 kids oh, wow. out to the Fort Frenzy in Fort Dodge. <laughs> it's going to be fun. They're going to run around. They're going to burn off their energy. They're going to play the games, do the go-karts, blah, blah, blah. Well, for the first hour of these parties, I don't know who sets this up. No, I actually, I personally do know the people at Fort Frenzy, and they're great. Jen and Jordan, we had an awesome party. Your staff's amazing. But one little caveat. They make you stay in the party room for the first hour, okay? So now, you've dropped off your seven-year-old son to my son's party with the promise of shiny games and go-karts. But first, but wait, we're going to put you in a room. When I say a room, it's small, 15 by 10, something like that for an hour. So I'm in charge of these boys for an hour by myself until I can release them with their passes. Then the next hour is all the passes. Did I mention I was the only adult? Oh Ooh. gosh. Yeah. Thank you. I just want, yeah. Um, <laughs> someone was sick, the other adult in my life who I love very much, but was sick. So I, and I asked my 12 year old, I said, now listen, your dad can't be there. I'm going to need your help with these guys. It's going to be a little crazy in there. Do you know what happened to my 12 year old? He somehow morphed into a seven year old. Next thing I know, they are literally trying to one up each other and the toilet humor comes out. And all of a sudden I know all their parents, great people, but I thought to myself, should I threaten to call their parents if they don't stop? I mean, I was that close. I felt totally out of control. God bless teachers, how they manage a classroom of 25 of those for eight hours a day. I all of a sudden was spinning and here's what I did. I gave them the pizza, I gave them the cupcakes, then I gave them the attraction passes. Everything was good. They went out, they played, they had the time of their lives. But for that 30 minutes, I had no control over the room, the fart jokes, the, <laughs> the, the toilet humor. And it didn't feel good, right? So the concept of control is to help you feel good and there's nothing better than feeling good about having control of your retirement. That's the whole point, guys, of, of writing out a retirement plan. Yeah, I can feel your pain, Molly. We, uh, anybody <laughs> who has, who's had, has had kids has been through those birthday uh, oh party yeah. events where you hope you're not the only adult. You know, hopefully it's your spouse, but you kind of sometimes hope that another parent steps up and says, hey, do you need help? I'm willing to be there for the two or three hours. So, you know, there's, there's lots of different places that have those birthday type events and offers for kids. And yeah, it can be a little challenge to, to keep, keep them busy and, and keep them safe. So, you know, not, not having that control. I mean, we're talking about taxes today and, and I can speak to it from my experience. You know, the, the lack of having a tax plan is something that we can all improve upon. You know, we often see with our families that most of them say, well, we don't really have a tax plan. And families that we usually work, typically work with are at least in their 50s, early 50s, occasionally, you know, couples in their 40s are within that 10 years of retirement. And most of them feel like they don't have a tax plan. So th thinking back to my history, you know, I started my first position out of college, first career, um, first job was in public accounting. So here I'm going to work with a bunch of other CPAs that are partners in an accounting firm. And, and I don't recall in my first 10, you know, even maybe even 20 years of working that I ever sat down with somebody and, and, and they asked or, or said, hey, are you thinking about how you're saving? You know, are you doing Roth? Are you doing pre-tax? You know, um, the, that concept that we all are aware of is just that whole defer, defer, defer. You know, win the current year, pay the least amount of taxes now, and then worry about next year, next year, and then it just continues to do the same thing. And we don't need to wait, you know, everybody out there, you don't need to wait to get into your 50s before you implement a tax plan. You, you want to think about the landscape, look at the current tax environment that's going on and use that information to make the decisions that are the best for you for that current year. And sometimes the, the best strategy for, for a tax plan is 
actually to pay more taxes in the current year, which nobody likes that. Nobody likes to celebrate that. You know, we're always thinking the opposite. But um, in the long run, if you know you can pay more taxes in the current year and that saves you tax, um, saves you in your tax bill over time, that may be the right strategy for a given situation for a current year. Okay, to understand how you can control taxes, let's talk a little bit about taxes because USA Today, they did a study about how you pay taxes. And this kind of helps us understand how we can control taxes. When, when you look at it, guys, the biggest percentage of what you pay taxes in over your lifetime is your income earnings. You just pay 5% in sales tax, 5% in auto, 25% in property, and 65 in earned income. This is a good thing, Lauren, for long-term tax planning. Well, it's a good thing because, again, talking about the control, it, when, when you're working, it's hard to control what it is that you're paying in taxes. I mean, take take the earnings when you're working. If you're working, you're making money, uh, you're probably striving to make more money when, when it comes to the end of the year and your boss gives you a raise. You're not saying, no, no, thank you, because I want to pay less taxes. You're actually excited about that raise and making more money. But then that does mean that you're probably going to pay more taxes. The more money you make, the more taxes you pay. The control comes into place when you retire. And if you create tax diversification where you have different buckets of money that that have different tax consequences and then you have a robust income plan determining you're going to take income from this bucket it's going to be taxed this way you're going to take income from a different bucket it's going to be taxed a different way now you can really control what your overall retirement tax bill is and kind of like what Sean was saying, if you neglect the tax planning early on and you you just go to retirement and then you go through retirement taking distributions out of your IRAs and your pre-tax 401k plans, I mean, if you have a million-dollar pre-tax IRA at point of retirement, over the course of your 20-year retirement, you're probably going to pay somewhere to the tune of about $500,000 of ordinary income tax on that million-dollar IRA. If you, if you make it 30 years in retirement, then it could equate to about a million-dollar retirement tax bill over the course of that time frame. That's where the tax planning comes into play. Because if you start incorporating some of this tax planning, then you can have more control over which tax brackets you're going to be paying these, these taxes on. So as an example, if you're in the 12% tax bracket, if you're filing married and you have $50,000 of taxable income, then you could have an additional $30,000 of Roth conversions, pay it at 12%, and then that $30,000 grows tax-free forever. Whereas if you just take the, the $50,000 of income, you leave that $30,000 gap on the 12% bracket, but tax rates down the, the, the road increase, now you're not paying 12%, you're paying 15%, and you, you couldn't control that at all. Once that $30,000 is in the Roth, if the tax rates increase to 15%, yeah, it, it still hurts you on the pre-tax money that you still have, but any of that money that's now in the Roth, you have already paid your tax bill on it. That's one of the ways you can seize control over this kind of money is determining what kind of tax rates you're going to be paying on this money when you have tax rates on sale for you at this point. And in order to have control, Lauren, so much we talk about with all of the pieces that we help our families focus on in the in within their plans it's about having options. If you don't have options, you don't necessarily have control. So as the more time we have to help our families and build that plan, we can build a bigger Roth bucket. We can build, um, be intentional about maybe having the non-qualified versus and have, you know, having less of the pre-tax. You know, we talk about the, the tax diversification, those tax types. 
you can't just wake up one day and have 50% of your retirement savings in a Roth. You know, that doesn't just happen. So you've got to be able to do the things over time so that you have control, you have different options, um, and, can, and can be intentional and efficient with your tax picture throughout your retirement journey. And one way to understand how you can have control over the tax bill is to understand how the tax brackets work. Sean, you could explain that to us. Yeah, it's important to know that we get questions all the time that people feel like if you go over the one bracket, then they think that that's the tax rate on all of your dollars. So it's important to understand that the tax system in the United States is progressive, meaning you get to fill up all of the buckets. So um, a lot of, one, ta- one tax bracket a lot of people don't think about is the zero tax brackets. We all have a standard deduction or possibly we itemize. So depending on what your situation looks like, that is the tax bracket that is zero for all of us. So you pay zero tax on your standard deduction or your itemized expenses, and then you start filling up the progressive tax tables. Um, so for like a single individual in, in a scenario where maybe you have 50000 of taxable income, and that would be after you've already applied that standard deduction or itemized expenses. The first bracket, you're going to pay about 10000 roughly the first 10000 or so of that 50000 is going to be taxed at 10%. Then the next approximately $30,000 will be taxed at 12%, and then the remaining 10000 to get up to that 50000 of taxable income is going to be taxed at 22%. So in that situation, your marginal tax rate is 22%, meaning the very next dollar of income that you might show would be taxed at 22% since that's the tax table or bracket that they're in. And then effective tax rate, that's a different you know, terminology. So the effective tax rate is really what rate are you paying on that total $50,000? And that's a calculation, but it's important to know that, that some, you know, in that situation, the effective tax rate is certainly going to be something much less than 22% since that individual would have paid zero on some 10 on 10% on some and 12% on some other dollars. Is the effective tax rate the percentage you pay on all of it? Like, is it, I mean, is it as simple as an average of what you pay or? Yep, exactly right. It's okay. effectively an average. It takes a little bit of a calculation, but yeah, it is the average on what you would have paid on that total 50,000 or even really more than that because your total income would have been higher than that because you've got that standard deduction that is at zero. So then in that situation, that individual probably had 60 to 65,000 or somewhere in that range of actual gross income. So yeah, it's basically the average tax rate on your entire gross income. That's what your effective tax rate is. Yeah, so just some simple numbers. Let's say your total income is 50,000, your total federal tax uh, bill is 5,000, then your effective rate is just simply 10%. So that makes it real simple. But I mean, Sean just threw out a bunch of uh, terms and numbers and and uh, it, there's a lot of complexity that goes into tax planning. And that's one of the things that as you listen to this podcast, you're, you're going to come to that conclusion quite click, quickly. There's a lot that can go into it. That's one of the benefits of having the tax plan written out in the plan is that way it's not just a n- bunch of numbers being thrown at you, but you can actually see the impact that this tax planning can have on your overall retirement plan. And the the types of tax planning strategies you incorporate within your tax plan will have a direct influence on your income plan, probably going to have a direct influence on your legacy plan as well. If you can increase your spendable income by decreasing the amount of your retirement tax bill, that will be able to increase the impact to you on a monthly yearly basis, but also quite potentially have more left over at the end to pass on to loved ones and charities as well. 
And it's important that either you or the person you're working with understand how these brackets work because literally, I would assume you guys are sitting down, you're strategizing with families, you're explaining this stuff so they understand, here's why we're doing this, here's why the Roth conversion makes sense this year or next year or in five years, because you're really looking at those brackets and trying to maybe fill right up to the line. I mean, you don't want to go $1 over. Well, I guess only $1 would be taxed at 22%, but still, those lines are important for the strategies that you're implementing. It's about the options and being intentional. You know, if you've got capacity in a certain tax rate and, and for the given year, if you think that tax rate is favorable, which is a subjective assessment, but if you know you can pay off your IRS debt at the rate that's in front of you right now for that year, then you want to know that you want to have that information. That's part of the analysis that we do for our families. You know, I know that most people do not think about tax returns in a typical weekend, and most people do not do that themselves. So they are looking for that guidance and that expertise to help them identify what those opportunities are, what that means to them, what the trade-off is as you make some of these decisions, and then help them make that decision that do we do that, do we take advantage of the opportunity, or, or do we not? Did Sean just admit that he looks at tax returns on the weekend? Did anybody oh, else hear that? I heard it. This what? sounds. This is like a Friday happy hour for him. He's like, <laughs> let me just take a peek at your tax return at the bar. Is that like an opening, just like conversation starter for you, yeah, Hong Sometimes Kong? I just set up shops on the weekend on, along <laughs> some of the busy intersections. Is this like lemonade stands, you know? Is this it's, something you and Ryan do as like a date night? Okay, we're going to look at your tax return from Come on, friends. Double date. It's a double date. It's going to be great. Sean, um, you almost just admitted that, but I know what you mean. You can tell a lot from a tax return. I've heard you say that before because you can tell where you've been and you can tell where you want to go. And that is part of controlling taxes. So you might be wondering, what's my effective tax rate? What's my tax situation? What control do I have over taxes as I head to and through retirement? You can ask your questions to a retirement planner. Here's how. Schedule a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You can go to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com. It doesn't matter where you live, guys. You guys have had conversations with people all over the globe about taxes and retirement, and these conversations are, you can get a lot done, Lauren, in 15 minutes. We can get a ton done in 15 minutes, and specifically what we talk about in these 15-minute retirement checkup calls is you. What what are you trying to accomplish? Where are you at? Where are you trying to go? And then are, are there specifically some strategies that you can implement to help get you to where it is that you want to go? Uh, our process is, uh, is a proven process. We work with hundreds of people and help them retire. Uh, we've helped people retire hundreds of times. Uh, it starts with the 15-minute retirement checkup phone call, and then from there, if we want to do a Zoom meeting or get together uh, in person, if you're in the local area, then we can talk more specifically in detail about your situation. We'll take a look at uh, some of the statements and your financials. Uh, and then if we That's want- That's Sean's happy hour there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I like what he said about the lemonade stand, although I'm envisioning him sitting out in the corner with maybe some lemonade and then- and then basically it's just tax talk time. <laughs> right? He's not filing taxes. He's just talking taxes. And that's, that's uh, maybe you could charge a quarter for people to have conversations about taxes. <laughs> the conversations are happening whether or not people are stopping. Is some, it might look a little weird. You know, talking to myself, I try to get in with the kids, you know, get them while they're young. Get them while they're young. That is long-term tax planning at its finest. <laughs> So it's MerkleRetire.com for those complimentary 15-minute 
checkup call. So what we're trying to talk about is controlling taxes. And to understand how to control taxes is to understand kind of how taxes work. Because you may have that feeling, especially if you're still working, like the guy said, you know, defer, defer. I don't have control over taxes. I make X amount, I pay X amount. Yeah, that could be the feeling in those working years. But as you head to retirement, you'll notice that there are some more opportunities for control. And another one, it's simple, but hey, Sean, it's the tax form. Back to you and your Friday happy hours. When you write down income in retirement, there isn't just one line. And and that's a good thing as you're trying to control taxes. The different sources of income can be taxed differently. We talked briefly before just about the tax diversification. You know, majority of the retirement savings across the country is in the pre-tax bucket. Uh, meaning that every dollar you take out in retirement from your, you know, your traditional 401ks, your rollover or traditional IRAs, all of that gets treated like ordinary income. So to you, it's going to feel very similar to when you got your paycheck while you were, were, were working. You know, you're going to pay those ordinary income tax rates. Um, the other tax buckets that we want to be thinking about is the Roth. The Roth is wonderful. Um, it's going to give you the, uh, some really strong tax advantages. You know, you, that money goes in post-tax. And as it grows, you never owe taxes on that again. So you think about being in retirement, you know that every dollar you have sitting in a Roth account, you get to spend that entire dollar and you don't owe taxes on that at all. And then the third tax bucket we talk about is really the non-qualified and those get taxed differently. So going back to your comment, Molly, just about the tax forms themselves, there are several lines, line items on the 1040 tax form that talk about um, different types of taxable sources and how they might be taxed. Um, you know, the, again, the non-qualified account leads to capital gains. Capital gains are taxed differently than ordinary income. Those tax rates are different. Um, and then just depending on the different buckets you have, um, you, you might be able to get really creative and you might be able to take advantage of some unique tax advantages for a given year. So the goal there is we know when, when our families, as we're helping you guys build the plans, it's easy to look at and, and see exactly what you have saved in total across all of your accounts. The goal of the tax plan is to position you to be able to keep and spend as much of that total retirement savings as possible and send the least amount to the IRS throughout your retirement time frame. Okay, this is like a speed round, okay? Just to kind of summarize, you're going to tell me how these kind of accounts are taxed, okay? IRA. Ordinary income. 100% taxable, right? Yes. 401k. Same. Same. Social security. Up to 85%. And that's where it's a provisional calculation. Oh, here that's he comes his, with his fancy talk. <sighs> fancy tax <laughs> talk. Provisional. What the heck does that mean? That's going to require two lemonades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sit down. I need vodka for this one. <laughs> That's way more than 50 cents to get that answer. <laughs> so like Lord said, at the highest, that's at 85%. So there is a big calculation that goes behind it to, that calculates and shows us how much of your Social Security benefit will be subject to taxes. Capital gains. Zero to 20. Does that include dividends, municipal bonds, all that? Qualified dividends. Non-qualified dividends are taxed at ordinary income. Roth IRA. Our favorite tax rate, zero. I like that one. Zero. Okay, good job on the round, Robin. Ding, ding, ding. We'll give them a, give them a round of applause. <laughs> well, of course, we'll add that in. Okay, now, I understand 
I have some control over taxes. I'm getting it now. It's all coming into place. Here's what I want though. Here's what I want. I'm heading into retirement. I want to lower my tax bill. Now let's talk about the strategies. What, what conversations are you having with people on the 15 minute complimentary checkup calls, the visits here in the office, the zooms, what are the strategies? Well, it gets interesting sometimes because we do hear all the time that I want people want to save in taxes, and they I think they feel a lot of people feel like there's these magic pills out there or magic strategies where you just never have to pay taxes. And really, the approach we take is pay them at the right time. You know, pay them on your schedule, not necessarily not necessarily on the IRS schedule. So we want to focus on what you can control. We can't control the tax rates that are out there. That's what the government does. That's their job. But what we can control, if you've had time to implement the plan and if you've had a plan, is that you can position yourself to control the amount of income that you show for a given year. And Lauren, think about all the how often do we always get that assumption that people feel like, all right, I'm going to retire. My paycheck's going to go away, so I'm going to be at a lower tax bracket. And yes, you may or may not show lower income in retirement. Um, a lot of people don't want to, right? You've saved well, you want to enjoy retirement. But even in a scenario where you show less taxable income in your retirement years, that's no guarantee that you're at a lower tax rate since the tax rate is what is outside of your control. That is what we've always been taught. We've always been taught that we are going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. So, hey, let's defer, defer, defer. And actually, that's traditional CPA training, Sean, is CPAs are taught, let's let's not pay taxes today when we can pay them at a later time. And in fact, I was having a conversation with one of our family CPAs. This is probably two months ago now. And this CPA was adamant. He was adamant that he should be paying. He should not be paying taxes now doing Roth conversions when he could delay until later down the road. And our family was in a, this family working was in a 12% tax bracket. And my whole point is he is never going to be in a lower tax bracket than 12%. In fact, in fact, it's already on the books that in January 1st of 2026, that 12% bracket is going to increase to 15%. There would actually have to be a legislative change for that not to take place. But even if there is a legislative change, and the 12 isn't going to go to 15, I would rather pay 12 now, have that money grow tax-free for an extra however many years, as opposed to wait, allow that money to grow tax-deferred, and then still pay 12% later down the road. So it's, it's just the way the CPAs are trained. And so that's why it's important for your CPA to be working with your retirement planner on your tax plan. CPAs do a lot of great work. Uh, they're trained to file taxes. Uh, retirement planners are trained to look forward, not behind, look forward at, and determine what kind of tax plan is going to allow you to decrease your overall retirement tax bill. So all of these decisions, whether we're, we're talking about the tax planning, the income planning, the estate planning, the healthcare planning, all of them are integrated together. And the decisions that you make on one of those areas of the plan can definitely impact what uh, what other decisions or implications are going to take place with those with those other areas. Yeah, definition of tax preparation is certainly much different than the definition of tax planning. The CPAs are compensated to calculate and file those tax returns. That's tax preparation. And as retirement planners, we are the ones often filling that chair for the tax planning. We want to be making those decisions, doing that analysis during the year, not after the year. That's when the CPA who is going to be preparing your tax return comes into play. And Lauren, another comment you made, we often talk about, you know, as part of analyzing our plans, we talk a lot about the, having a tax floor. 
or an income floor in retirement, we can build that plan and we can show for a certain family. All right, if we know that we, at the point you guys both turn on Social Security, maybe there's some pensions in play. Maybe there's some farm rental income or some business income where we know that they are never going to show less than, I'm going to make up some number, 60000 of taxable income throughout retirement, as long as both of them are alive. They, that is part of the analysis that we can do and say, hey, we can show you that you're never going to be at a cert, less than a certain effective or marginal tax rate. And that helps us make those decisions today as we can look, you know, having the plan, we can look forward into the retirement years so that we can have more information to make the decisions that are more efficient from a tax standpoint for their plan right now in the current year. Well, that's one of the unique analyses that we do provide when and when we forecast forward. And that floor typically will come into play, whether we're uh, intentionally developing that floor to deliver the fixed uh, fixed expenses that you're going to need throughout the course of your retirement, or the IRS delivers that floor to you in the form of a required minimum distribution. So right now, most people are required to take distributions on their pre-tax money at age 72. And once you hit age 72, the only way that that required minimum distribution is going to go down is if your pre-tax account values go down. But there's not too many retirees out there who are looking to have their million-dollar pre-tax IRA go to $500,000 just to decrease their required minimum distribution. So taking control over your tax situation as early as you possibly can will benefit you long term. But you have to apply some attention to it and you have to get really detailed with your plan in order to really uh, make a big impact on your overall tax plan long term. And taking control of your tax plan is just one part of taking control of retirement. You heard Lauren mention that there are six components that we apply, that we work through families with as they plan for their retirement, individuals as well. And those six components are something we talk about a lot. So here's a great resource if you want to learn about more about tax planning or about the other components of a Merkle retirement plan. Go to YouTube, search Merkle retirement planning. Right there you can see the, the different aspects of the plan. You can click on tax planning, healthcare, legacy, investments, income, and learn more about the strategies that you can be talking about when it comes to planning your retirement vision. Again, that 15-minute checkup call, that's a great opportunity no matter where you are to talk directly with a retirement planner about taxes or anything that's on your mind when it comes to your retirement vision. We'll keep talking about those things on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. Weather's warming up, people. Be on the lookout for your local tax planning. <laughs> <laughs>